Welcome to track number three of How Can I Say Thanks. Verse 9. 
After this, Sennacherib, king of Syria, sent his servants to Jerusalem while he was besieging Lashish with a message saying, verse 10, Thus says Sennacherib, king of Assyria, On what are you trusting that you are remaining in Jerusalem under siege? Huh? What are you trusting? Is not Hezekiah misleading you over to die by hunger and by test, saying the Lord our God will deliver us from the hand of the king of Assyria? Has not the same Hezekiah taken away his high places and his altars and said to Judah and Jerusalem, You shall worship before one altar? Do you not know what I and my fathers have done to all the peoples of the lands? Were the gods of the nations of the lands at all able to deliver their land from my hand? Who was there among all the gods of those nations which my fathers utterly destroyed who could not deliver his people out of my hand as the king of Syria? Now therefore do not let Hezekiah deceive you and do not believe him. For no God of any nation or kingdom was ever able to deliver his people from my hand and from the hand of my fathers. How much less will your God deliver you from my hand? And his servant spoke further against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. And he also wrote letters to insult the Lord God of Israel and to speak against him, saying, As the God's of the nations of the land have not delivered their people from my hand, so the God of Hezekiah will not deliver his people from my hand. And they called out with a loud voice in the language of the people of Judah and Jerusalem who were the world to frighten and terrify them so that they might take the city. Verse 20, But King Hezekiah and Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amos, prayed about this and cried to heaven. Hallelujah. And the Lord sent an angel who destroyed every mighty warrior, commander, and officer in the camp of the king of Assyria. So he returned in shame to his own land. Has God done something wonderful for Hezekiah the king? Tell somebody, how can I say thanks, Lord? And when he had entered the temple of his God, some of his own children killed him there with the sword. Like when he got back home, some of his own children killed him. Yeah. Yeah. Threatening the church always. Threatening to do this. Threatening to do this. So Hezekiah, the Lord saved Hezekiah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem from the hand of Sennacherib, the king of Syria, and from the hand of all others, and guided them on every side. And many were bringing gifts to the Lord at Jerusalem and choice presents to Assyria. Amen. Where, where, where was I? Bringing gifts to the Lord and choice presents to Hezekiah, king of Judah. So that he was exalted in the sight of all the nations thereafter. Amen. You people look sleepy. Are you, are you there? You didn't sleep enough? You sure? Okay. Verse 24. Has God done something wonderful for Hezekiah? How can I say thanks? Verse 24. 
In those days, Hezekiah became mortally ill. Huh? The King James says he was sick unto death. And he prayed to the Lord. And the Lord spoke to him and gave him a sign. Wow. Verse 25. But Hezekiah Huh? Gave no return for the benefit he received. Because his heart was proud. And therefore wrath came on him and Judah and Jerusalem. Amen. Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefits done unto him. Yeah. And it gives a reason. According for his heart was lifted up. You see, how can I say thank you to God for all the many things that he has done? And this one, that's why I started reading. Well, you see this guy, Sennacherib, came to stand and frighten the people. Telling them, there is no one who has been able to save his people from me. All the gods of other countries. They were not able. And he spoke in the Hebrew language for the people to hear. And they were scared. And God sent an angel to scatter the enemy. And they went up. And the, the king, when he got home, his children killed him. Yeah. Then after that, you became sick. Look at verse 34. You became sick after the victory against Sennacherib. Verse 34. The next verse. 24, 24. And it says, In those days Hezekiah was sick to the death. There are sicknesses to the death. And sicknesses not to the death. Hey! Mortally ill. And he prayed. You see, and he spoke unto him and gave him a sign. God actually gave him a sign that he was healing him. Okay? Now what is, how did he, so, this is the song that he should have said, How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave to prove your love to me. The voices of a million angels could but not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to you. He should have been singing, How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? This Chanachari came to frighten us. We had no weapons. We had no armies. He was talking. Everybody was afraid. We were all afraid. We went and called the prophet. He came and prayed. We knew we were going to die. They would kill us. They would burn us. They would capture us. This is a song he should have been singing. How can I say thanks for all the things 
you have done for me. Things so undeserved. I should have made my army ready, but I didn't. I was a useless king. I wasn't prepared. Yet you gave to prove your love for me. The voices of a million angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to And, he, and he, then after that, another problem came. He was sick. Yeah. After the army case, the war thing came and now went back and he had the news that the king had even been killed by his, 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 his children. Which is good news. Like a very bad man has died. Hey! I mean, it's like, thankfully he's not going to come back. <laughs> and then he got sick and prayed so many people have prayed to be healed and they were not healed yes we as pastors have prayed for many people who didn't get well yeah. huh? after praying it's a funeral yeah. sick to death one day I went to pray for a lady. She was in the hospital. When I finished praying, she looked at me and she said, Pastor, are you afraid? <laughs> what a question. <laughs> and I was afraid. So I had to lie. I said, God forgive me. I told her I'm not afraid. How can I be afraid? As a man of God. But I was afraid. That was the last time I saw her. And that was the last question she asked me. Yeah. Are you afraid? Yeah. And as for Hezekiah, his case was different. He was healed. And the Lord gave him a sign. In verse 25, it says, But Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefits done unto him. Yeah. You see, your thanks, excuse me to say, you were headed for hell. Your thanks is not, thank you for a hamburger. Thank you for buying Nando's for me. Thank you for buying me a blouse at Mr. Price or Mr. What shop right? Mr. Price. Is it Mr. Price? Thank you for buying a blouse or thank you for buying a shoes. No, your thanks must be according to the benefit that has been done for you. The, the major benefit has been done for you. So, how can I say thanks? It's about how to say a proportionate thank you. Proportionate. What has God done for you? Is there anybody here who can tell me what God has done? My dear, what has God done for you? Has God done something? Is there anything God has done for you? Tell me. Yes. God has done a lot of things for me. 
One, just one or two. Um, a double orphan, but he's given me parents who take care of me. They brought me to Botswana so that I can go to the University of Botswana. A double orphan. You are an orphan. Yes. Is there anything else God has done for you more important than that? Coming to the University of Botswana. There are a lot. A lot. Any, any other? Any, any other? Because, you see, quickly. I think he's given me a loving pastor, L.P. Liano. He's given me a loving pastor. Okay. Is there anything else? You see, the benefits, you see, people are not aware of the benefits they've received. Huh? Yeah. And what else? What benefit has the Lord done for you? Um, God has done a lot of things for me. Uh, God, God has kept me alive up to this day. God has given me a loving father that's always been there for me. God has forgiven my sins, all the bad things that I do each and every day. He's done a lot. What, what has God done for you? I think... I would say God has forgiven me for his sins. Is that a great thing? It's a great thing. For my parents, my education, I always sort to it. Education. Education. What has God done for you? Uh, God, one thing, just one thing. God has given me a daddy, Reverend Patrick. Give me your daddy, Reverend Patrick. Uh, what, what one thing has God done for you? Uh, God has uh, helped me to find school. School? Education? Yeah, education. Wow. What has God done for you? We'll give this wonderful church. Wonderful church? Yes. Wonderful church. I was lost once, but he showed me the way, the light. You were what once? I was lost. I was a sinner once. You were once a sinner? What sins were you committing? We have no time. What has God done for you? Um, God has given me a wonderful family where I can work for Him. Because before, I, I, I was raised up in a church. But along the way, I loved church. I just didn't want to go to church. And when I was at senior school, I used to despise even SU, the scripture unit. I used to despise it. If they called me for it, I would say, I'm not going. But my parents knew that I loved church. But along the way, I just didn't love church. But as I, as one day I was coming from school. And one, he, he invited me to church. He invited me Who? to church. Who? He? Him. Who What has God done for you? It's of life. He has given me life. I'm alive because of him today. You'd have been dead? Yeah. Why? Because... Are you positive? <laughs> yes. You're alive? Yes. Yeah. What has God done for you? God has done so many things. He has removed me from the darkness, from the gutter. By now, I've gutter? Yes. Which gutter? Uh, okay, the gutter accident. I used to I uh, I used to have a team that I followed everywhere it went. I'll be there. A what? A team, a football team. <laughs> football team. Yes. 
wherever it went, I'll go there. Whether it's Francis San Molepole, Joanei, Pigue, everywhere it went, I'll be there. That's number one. Number two, from HIV. How God delivered you from HIV? By saving me. And I'm very thankful to Reverend Dennis. Reverend Dennis? Wow. So when you go for football matches, what do you do? We'll be on the stand and then shouting, supporting. No, I wasn't a, a, a drunkard. I never drank. Yes, I wasn't a smoker. But I'll go there, be there and see them play on the ground. Wow. What about sex? He, that's why I said he saved me from fornication. And you used to fornicate? Oh, yes. During the football matches? No. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What has God done for you? Yeah, he, he saved my life. I survived the head-on collision. You survived the head-on collision? Yeah. Head-on collision? Yeah. With who? With what? My family. You were with your family yeah. in a car? And you had a head-on collision yeah. with which car? Uh, my car. It was my car. And which other car? Uh, what type of car? I think it was a combi. A combi? Special wagons, yeah. And you, you survived head-on collision? Yes. You are alive? Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? You were in hospital for how long? For, I think, two weeks. Who died? Two daughters. Your daughters died in the accident. And you are here. How can you say thanks? Yeah, obviously with, uh, with my life. Commit my life to God. Wow. You know, it's a very important question. How can, how can you say thanks? If two of your children died yes. and you come out. Hey. Yes, and my wife and my mother-in-law, they also came out. Mm. Your children died. Yes. Two in one day. Yeah, on it's a sign. On the spot, yeah. Actually, was off because you died. You died? Yeah, I think for a brief moment. <laughs> <laughs> but in medical fields, you can call it coma. Yeah. He was he was coming out of the portal to join the kids. Saw the kids. You saw your children? Yeah, I think I went to some realm where I saw my 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 daughters there being held by this giant dark figure. So it's like they were waiting to. I was, it's like they were waiting for me to come to them. A giant dark figure. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's when I woke up. So it was from one dark side back to light. Although I could see in the dark. I had, I had, I had sight in that dark place. In a dark place. And you saw a, a figure. Yeah. A dark figure. Yeah. Very tall. Very tall. And he, he was holding your two children? Yeah. The left and the Were they Christians? Were you, were you, was he a believer then? Nah, no, not really. Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah, but I, I survived. I survived. So, my question is very, I think it's a very important question. Yeah. How can I say... Hezekiah rented not again according to the benefits that was done to him.
Joachim. I'm happy to meet you. Huh? Some five minutes, five seconds before the head on collision. So the, the, the figure taken, took hold of the sphere. Just five seconds before the collision. You saw it, what? No, the, I can say it's a spiritual figure that, that I witnessed. Just a few seconds, like one, two, three. Just before the collision. What did he do? Give me volume. What did he do, the figure? Uh, what can I say? Direct. The, the, I mean, it was supposed to happen. So it's like it had taken over. It wasn't human, whatever happened in the last few seconds. So... The wife was driving. driving and instead of seeing the wife, she saw the figure taking the hand. Yeah. You saw that figure taking over the car. Yeah, it's like there was something on top of the person who was driving. So it was a, a spiritual figure. Yeah. So, but when I went to that room, it's like this, this figure that I've seen, it's like I've seen it before, just before. So I wasn't surprised to, to have seen it. So it was something that I've just seen somewhere. Do you want to rewrite this verse? Shall we, will this verse be rewritten with your name? But Joachim rendered not again according to the benefit done unto him. Would you like that to be written about you? No. You see, very rarely do people have the experience of... You sort of get a glimpse. Because you have not been... Anywhere before you are describing something you see. It's like your daughters. They probably did not know God. How old were they? Uh, two and a half and three. Two and a half. Mm. And three little children. Mm. Over two and a half and three. They, they must be with the Lord. Yeah. Hey. That's the comfort. That is why we pray. A huh? few, few days, few weeks after the wife had a dream, and the daughter was telling her, tell daddy that I'm in a safe place. Yeah. You know, uh, that's why we pray before we do things. Only an accident. But it's a spiritual thing. Yeah. So how, how are you going to say thank you to the Lord? Yeah, that's like I was saying, to give my life. To yes, your life. Yeah. I want to send a card. Who do want to send a card? <laughs> no. Or do you want to write a note? No. So, uh, dear Lord, I want to say thanks for everything. Uh, we appreciate you. We want you to know. Uh, anyway, if you were saving us, you should have saved us properly. And even my children. Uh, you can imagine how we are struggling in the house without them. But anyway, thanks for everything. Bye. From Botswana. Is that how you say thanks? No. Now you would have gone. You didn't know the Lord. Like by now you'll be like this. Like this. In hell. He will recognize you. And maybe those two children died to turn you around. Yeah? Don't you think so? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can preach about this for the next one week, every day. I have more people who say thanks in different ways. 
Yeah. Ezekiah was saved. So for me, I'll tell you, I have no other way to say thank you to God than to say, Lord, here I am. Eh? I want to say thank you, not with a card or an Instagram or a letter or a text or a WhatsApp. Thank you. You must say thank you to God with your whole life. Joachim. You know, somebody wrote in a book, he said, most people who God will use have been in a near-death experience before. Like they almost died. And it's a kind of a revelation to you that it's a revelation to you that your life is a, is a supernatural mercy that is being given to you. This, um, this was his taxi driver. He used to pick him to work. So... You were a taxi driver. Yes, Bishop. Pick him to work. Then um, there was a Ghanaian who came to work here. He's, he's, he attends Sam. So he gave him his taxi driver. That, oh, I have a taxi driver. He can drop you at wherever you're going to. Then he, the Ghanaian invited him to church for the first time. So he came to church and gave his life to Christ. The last time he saw his own taxi driver, he had changed. And taxi driver used to invite him to church, come to church, come to church. That oh, I'll find time not coming. Till after the accident, he said, "This experience that I had, I cannot explain to anybody. But I have a taxi driver who used to invite me to a certain church. Let me go there with my wife." And uh, after the accident, he said, "Remember, there is a taxi driver." Because he didn't know who to explain to. I would understand. He said he doesn't want anybody to tell him that what he had was coma. He doesn't want to hear that word because it was a real experience. Describing as a coma would belittle his experience. I was the first person that he shared with. Perhaps you understand. You were the first person he shared it with. After another brother. Wow. Somewhere he called on the phone. You know, when I had the accident on the Tamara, it changed my life. It's one of the most major turning points in my whole life. I saw that you are dead. I didn't see death in the car. But afterwards, speaking to the white man who was the manager making the roads and everything, the way he explained, he said, we don't use ambulance here. We use tipper truck. We take the parts and the bodies. And we have accidents every day. And he described an accident. There was an assembly man, the district chief executive. He was sitting in front. The people were at the back. And the guy was saying the car collided and the legs of the, the one in the front became spears and went through the back to, to spear the people sitting at the back. Hey! I became more and more terrified by the accident that we had had. And I said, Lord, all that I have and ever hope to be, I owe it. I owe you all every day of your life. I don't want to see something less. Less than what God would expect for your life. That's why you didn't want to belittle that experience. Somebody would tell you it was a coma or it just happened. that You saw the thing taking the wheels. That we are going to crash this car now. Yeah. It's a spirit of death. 
But it was a spirit of death. You see, like, the Bible says, if the princes of this world had known, they would not have crucified the Son of God. Because it made salvation come to the whole world. So sometimes an evil spirit may be causing the thing, but actually working out the will of God. That's how come you are standing here today. You must become a minister, a pastor, a preacher, a saver of people. That's your future. Nine fractured ribs. Nine fractured ribs. How can I say thanks? Hezekiah rendered not again according to the benefits. Done. My darling, you would have been in your grave. Knocking on the coffin like this. I'm here. I'm under. And here you are, standing. Football team after, instead of going church to church, or convention to function, or crusade to crusade, football team to football. Look at what God has done for you. Huh? It's so much. It will take eternity to say thank you. It will take more. That is why, so the few years you have here, what will you do? That's why, you see, our reaching out to people must come on. We must reach out. And never, you see, you never know who will be ready to give his life to Jesus. Yeah. There is a point. And I see, I see more than a thousand people here. You know something? You know something? I see thousands of people from here. And you are also going to become international um, reaches out to others. God will use you in other countries too. From here, you see that you are Botswana, but you are now in another country doing the work of God. Yeah. I'm going to see people, Botswana. Is that how you say Botswana? Is it? Botswana. 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 People. Botswana is one. Botswana is one. Okay, whatever. I'm going to see people from here. Botswana in different nations. And I'm going I'm going to train you. Oh yes. I'm going to train you. Hallelujah. You know why? Because I sense a call of God. I, I don't know why. I don't know why. But I sense a call of God. And that call is a grace for you. It's like God is giving you an opportunity to say thanks. Do you know why I enjoy being in the ministry? I am not working. You know, to me, I'm on, I'm on holiday from beginning to end. Do you know why? Because I am saying thank you every day. It's not like a job, like go to work, do this, do this. I, look, I don't even have, I feel that my life is too short to enough to say thank you. And I like you go to heaven, it's like they'll put you on retirement, you'll be singing in a, a room. I don't know what we are going to do in heaven. It's like I want to do more for God and help more people to be saved. When you hear this, you see. One day a certain guy saw a vision, he saw a skeleton. Holding a calabash. Do you know calabash? You have calabash here? It's like a... Inquana. Inquana. With blood in it, he was standing by the roadside waiting for cars to come to cause an accident and drink the blood of the people that were in the car. In a, in a vision. 
They are all spiritual things. And God, God wants to use us. It's all of you here. In other nations. In places. To preach. To teach. To fight. To build. Do something. Because he has been kind to you. Just as he has been kind to Hezekiah. And he has done, he has done more than one thing for you. More than one thing. More than one thing. You see, God has turned your heart. Your heart wouldn't have turned. You would have died as a drunkard and a wicked man. You would have gone to hell. So this painful thing, He has turned you. And He has saved you. So when you look at you, you say, how can you be saved? I am sure somebody has prayed for you before. That's why this thing happened. Yeah. A lot of people prayed. A lot of people prayed. A lot of people. Yeah. Somebody must have prayed for you. The way I, I see you, somebody has prayed for you. If somebody has not prayed, you can't be saved. You are headed for hell. That's why we should pray. When you pray, save say, how people get saved. It directs the angels and the powers to them for their salvation. Are you people going to render unto the Lord according to this fantastic benefit that, that has been done? Hey. Sit down. I can go on and on and on. I just have to give my microphone to somebody and say, what has God done for you? You hear a fantastic story and say, what are you going to do now? How can I say thanks? Hey! Wow. I believe we have to end this session and continue in uh, is it breakfast time I believe yeah before, it's, before they cancel it tell your neighbor neighbor I'm going to do better than Hezekiah yeah father thanks for the blessing of salvation of your deliverance how can we say thank you the benefit done to us. We give you thanks. We give you glory. We give you praise. May we say thank you with every day of our lives. In Jesus' name. We don't deserve to be here. We don't deserve. Because our neighbor is not here. Our best friend is not here. Our brothers are not here. Our own sisters are not here. And here we are, Lord. From watching football to watching your presence and your anointing. We thank you for this blessing. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. So I'm just going to take a short break for breakfast and then we come right back. Alright?